Hello and welcome to Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms. This week hosted by three of your favourite people, Sam, Terence and Adam. Sam, what's your... Hello. Sam. Sam, what's your idiom this week? Why are you so insistent that we do it properly? What's your idiom this week? <laughs> Why don't we just say hi first? Just cause it's hey a, everybody! Hello. Just because it's a bank holiday doesn't mean that you can play fast and loose with the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for using my leisure time as that one. <laughs> <sighs> Not acceptable. I thought we were getting paid for this. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. Oh, okay, once you thought of the advertising, we'll be fine, Terence. Oh, me. Oh, I have to sell myself again. Do I have to wear a billboard? <laughs> Sandwich board, that'd be great. <laughs> if you like my body, <laughs> I don't think I'm sexy. Oh. I think that's specifically, I think that's from, do you remember Muppets Tonight? No. It's pretty good. It's pretty mm. good. Sorry, yeah, what's your idiom? Sam, Sam? what's your idiom? <laughs> I can already tell. I don't think it's is... even an idiom. Right. I think it's a saying I just wanted to talk about. Go on. Tinfoil hat. Cool. Yep. Terence, what's your idiom? I don't think mine's even an idiom, but it's more about the word. So it's uh, to get your comeuppance. Uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can have the etymology of comeuppance, I suppose. Mm. Fair enough. You can use the whole phrase. Go into anything that has a history that we can talk about now. (laughs) My idiom this week is at sixes and sevens. Oh. Have you heard that out of interest? Only when falling down the apples and pears. (laughs) (laughs) It's not rhyming slang. No, no, no. Wish it. <laughs> He's all six or seven, isn't he? <laughs> Sam, let's start with your idiom this oh. week. Well, you already asked us if we knew yours. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to leave the listeners hanging and probably cut it anyway. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> he got you good, Sam. Yeah, he did. With his power to think. Tim Hat, what do you think it means? It instantly inspires number nine from Futurama. Yeah, into the great green uh, yonder, into the great blue yonder. One of those. What's that? Into the wild green yonder. Wild I think. green yonder. Yeah. Um, there's a Futurama movie later made into his Futurama oh. series, which features. Um, I always fall asleep during them. They're too long. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're good, but I always put them on late at night, and then I'm just like, I am too tired for them. Have you yeah. seen the new Matt Groening thing? Uh, oh, not the yet. Ne- the Dis- Netflix. Dis- I mean, it's, not, it's not out yet, but I mean, Netflix like, thing. Seen of it. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It was Netflix right? Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's his first new show in 20 years. Wow. What was his last one? Futurama? Futurama. Mm. Christ. Which came out for the millennium. Yeah, what so would we just say? Tim Foyle Hat inspires visions of number nine from that one episode. Yeah. He's the he's mm. the prophet and he's um, they're wearing the tinfoil hats to stop the dark ones from reading their thoughts. Yep. There's a lot of mental subterfuge in these, uh, in these kind of tinfoil hat kind of visions. Yeah. yeah. Like um, Roswell. Roswell. Things like that, Area yeah. 51. He's saying like conspiracy theory. Yeah, is that? straight up X-Files. Um, the, the was it Three Gunmen? No, what, what do they call them? The, three Gunmen? Yeah, the the people in the X-Files, the three really brainy people who, who Mulder always goes to. Disclaimer, I never watched the X-Files. No, I haven't either. I just think, I, when you say Three Gunmen, I thought of the, um, they have the spin-off Red show Dwarf episode where they go to the Wild West world. The Red Dwarf episode where they go to the Wild Wild West place. Oh. Which I'm going to call Wild West World. Wild Wild West World. Yeah, and and then they're living in like their sort of Mm. AI, like their sort of game universe. It's a good episode. Trapped in there and like, that's what, anyway, that's a tenuous link to whatever Terence just said. Yeah, um, it's gunman. usually it's usually signal. the lone gunman. Lone gunman. I'm done. It's usually some sort of signal related anyway. You get get signals, it's the government's trying to read my thoughts. Aliens so are trying to read my thoughts. What was the next question? Yeah, what do you think the Tim Fox, like if it is, it obviously Texas. inspires all these pictures of Satellites. like paranoia and stuff, but mm. what are these people trying to achieve with the Tim Fox hats? Ooh, it's like the government are trying to find out what this person knows because he's been probed. He's been heavily probed by tin, an alien. Tin is not tin, right? It's not been tin for ages. It's, I no, mean, it's, no, it's no, aluminium. It's a misnomer now. We just call it tin because it once was, but now it's 
Aluminum foil. Aluminum foil. Oh, God. <laughs> Aluminium. Is that the Weird Al video? Aluminium. Aluminium. Mm. Which, when you write in proper flowery, um, joined up cursive. Mm. It's and very right, satisfying. It looks just like <laughs> spikes all the way. The A's, right, and then it's L, two spikes for the U, and it just mm. keeps going. Like it's, it's like a wave, it's like an ocean. You can never do O's right in cursive. Calligraphic. But yeah, no, it's usually government signals, alien signals, something's trying to read their thoughts and they're trying to block it. I don't yep. know why aluminium, just because it's readily available, I it's, suppose. They just think like shielding. So you think you know, aluminium like... foil was in full effect when this came around? Hmm? Your Honour. Well, that'd be an interesting one. If we called it if we called it tin foil hat, despite the fact it started with aluminium foil. Unless it But we still wasn't... call it tin foil. Yeah, do we the do. Yanks call it Baco foil? <laughs> I don't think so, no, they call it aluminium foil. Aluminum foil. Oh, God, they do, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Tin feels like it would be too... Tin foil was made out of tin at one point. Yeah, not that much. Have you seen how they make it? Oh, yes. It's very good. Like a massive reel of metal. It's just a huge block of, like a huge ingot of aluminium, and they just do exactly what you think, which is keep squishing it until it's really thin and then roll it up. (laughs) (laughs) They really do. It just keeps going, and then we did it again. That's when it shows on the How It's Made videos. really satisfying video to watch. First time, they essentially just about fold it into a C yeah. shape and then it's like yeah. <laughs> it's great so yeah like conspiracy theory like tends to be linked to people like stopping usually the government reading your mind or aliens all that kind of thing yeah yeah sort of all that tends to be linked to just bad science of mm-hmm. metal blocking things yeah like um aluminium is a fantastic conductor isn't it yeah, I think someone did some research where it said, like, into certain circumstances, if you did put a tinfoil mm. hat on your head, it may actually magnify the... Uh, <laughs> because it's a bald bit. Oh, right. So, yeah. um, anyway, but, like, most of the time, like, yeah, you can you can cover things in foil and it'll stop Keeps some nice kind of signal getting out, some kinds of signal. Mm. Flavour signal. Whether the government or the aliens are using those kinds of signal, I don't know. But then it sort of points out, like, it's it's just a hat. Like, it, it all the face is uncovered. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on there. The like, like, if you put your phone in a pure, in like just a ball of foam, mm. like it probably would act yeah. like a bad Faraday cage. But it's, I don't know. We'd, you'd have to live in like a hamster ball of foil. I don't it's think that's eternal, too practical. Eternal sphere. At least like a tinfoil hat you could hide in a normal hat, I guess. Like you don't have to be the stereotypical picture of just some gimp in a tinfoil hat is the idea not that don't it's remember that the last time met, I the, went metal, to the, the metal gimps Terrence they're very popular the metal clubs that, are you actually just describing the tin man from um, the Wizard of Oz <laughs> I assume the people that are wearing tinfoil hats are the same people that believe in things like flat earth and they're just assuming that because signals are coming straight down I think from there's a lot of crossover it. with those but there's, like there's also there's the people that think that all you know that like Wi-Fi signals affect you and all that. Mm. Like, you know that people like protect themselves with with like shielding and things like yep. that. Yeah, like better call so. People like looking for explanations, though, yep. don't they? The brains are wired wrong, and they think that it's the aliens that are messing with them, yep. or the government. It's essentially schizophrenic people. Like it's all like there's whole branches of like schizophrenia and paranoid schizophrenia where you think you're a targeted person and like mm. you've gained some knowledge, and people are trying to get it out of your head. And I think. It play, a lot of that just plays into it. So where's it from? Yeah, well, that's what you're guessing, right? When do you think? Where do you think it came from? Uh, I think tinfoil hat, in that sense, is probably just a victim of circumstance. I think tinfoil's had a bad rap, and the reason is because <laughs> it's really, Boom. it's really easy to make a to make a sort of claim that like he meant to do it, like a coverall. 
It's easy to make a hat out of discarded tinfoil. <laughs> as we've proven, you can make a hat out of anything if you yeah, wear you it. You can make a hat out of anything, this is true. But going, <laughs> it's really it's readily available material to make a hat out of, and the chances are good not that when you're homeless. Yeah, it is. I reckon we go out now and not find tinfoil on the floor for an hour. People have just associated tinfoil hats with sort of raving and mental illness and unfortunately people on the streets and they've just got that association so they think it's a tinfoil hat it's theory because they hear people raving about mm-hmm. it on the side of the streets i would never think it would have been that the origin would be here it would be in america i right? think america as well field. for some reason all right so right. punting the ball firmly into adam's exciting side of the field if i told you it came from sci-fi mm. when do you think it had come from 90s 90s no it's got to be earlier than that it's got to be... You'll know the name. Philip K. Dick. Ridley Scott. Oh, is it something blazing? Is it from a film? No. Film or, film book. It's a TV it's show. A book. It's a book. Oh. Book with tinfoil hat theories in it. Um, uh, Arthur C. Clarke? I feel like it might be H.G. Wells. Something very, very famous. Yeah. Oh, nip it short. Oh, no, no, a necromancer. necromancer. No, 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 no. <laughs> nip it in the bud. Make me you know, feel You know super. the one the, with the... It's a short story. It's called The Tissue Culture King. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I read it to my kid every night. From 1926 by... Dramatic pause whilst Adam locks us all in the heat. He's got it. He's got some tinfoil. Don't tell him where it comes from. Find (laughs) our secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Sorry, Sam, you were saying? Um, Julian Huxley. Julian Huxley. Julian Huxley. Of Huxley Pig fame. Son yeah, of Huxley Pig fame. <laughs> of Aldous Huxley's son fame. Brother. Brother. Also a sci fi writer. Wow. Yeah. Was the father as well? Did that get no idea. Don't know about that. But 1926, and the protagonist of the book, which sounds pretty bad to be fair, um, he, dis- he discovers that, quote, caps of metal foil can block the effects of telepathy. Ooh. Mm. So that's the first time. Like, there's previous references in older books about like insulating headwear, but it never mentions like foil. And this says this is the first one. Foil like, specifically. Metal foil wow. blocking things. So Julian Huxley, mm. obviously the least, the lesser famous Huxley brother, I think. For a reason, apparently. Yeah. For, uh, but like, turns out <laughs> fairly. Like, I imagine if you're just sort of rich and well off in early 1900s, like in that society, you end up being fairly involved with things anyway but mm. the first director of unesco really a founding member of the world wildlife fund and president of the british humanist association which seems pretty well going but then also really into eugenics uh, uh, like uh, president uh, of the uh, british eugenics society oh. eugenics was really really popular at the turn of the century yeah. like, and he did he, he seems to have he was a critic of the kind of eugenics that we definitely hate now but like he he had a load of weird things about like there's no such thing as race like humans should just be defined by science and stuff like that Uh it was it was Uh it was that popular that i'm pretty sure it was talked about being government policy at times prior to probably was prior to world war ii yeah world war ii really changed his mind on world war one really changed his mind on all this stuff Mm, but i looked into the british eugenic society (laughs) it's still on the list now still going but they've changed the name to the Galton Institute. The Galton? Who's called Galton? So I thought like, oh, maybe maybe they've just fully changed the thing and now they like the... But no, like, the Galton Institute is a learned society concerned with the scientific study of all aspects of human heredity. Um, mm. Definitely still about eugenics. So, yeah. Who's this yeah. guy then? Galton. 
No idea. He's uh, probably the guy who said, like, this is a terrible PR name. (laughs) (laughs) They only changed it in 1989. Yeah. Something happened in 1989 (laughs) that made them go. Oh, they would have gone off it by then. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I sense somebody's going to be able to Google this in the near future. (laughs) Julian Huxley. I honestly never heard of the guy. No. And that's fine. He's, like, done loads. He's just... Also, unfortunately, the eugenics footnote. Yeah, yeah. Eugenics and tinfoil paranoia. Yeah. Fantastic. Plug for Brave New World, though, by Aldous Huxley, the better brother. Mm. And Doors of Perception, also very good. Mm. Are you trying to sell the book to me? You're both looking me dead in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to because... We tag teams. Now, this is an intervention. (laughs) Read the book, Terrence. Um, Other conspiracy theories, what do we like? I've got one to talk about. Like, popular Mm. conspiracy theories. Are you talking like the whole... Bush did 9-11 conspiracy hey, you theories. You for that one if you want. Uh, well, I'm just naming the ones I know. Bush did 9-11 is a very popular one. I really, I, uh, chemtrails are chemtrails, pretty good. Chemtrails, chemtrails is the one I wrote down. Yeah. I thought it would be great. So then I'll end up looking at chemtrails yep. and like the proof that people have. You know about chemtrails? Yeah, yeah the whole yeah. planes dropping. Mind control. Yeah. They don't agree what the dropping sometimes. It's like cloud it's like, seeding. Sometimes it's population control. Oh. oh. Yeah. Cloud seeding is one of the things they use as proof. Like the, the existence mm-hmm. of cloud seeding programs, which actually exist, even though they may probably don't work and there's no proof. Mm. We're like, trying to help there's you. The, there's all these government diagrams of like planes flying up and like dropping things from above and like particulate coming down. And that's used as proof occasionally. <laughs> and then one I hadn't seen was um, that there was a, video that came out a while ago of a plane jettisoning fuel which apparently they do when they come in into land and they've got too much Makes sense. fuel than they expected like they jettison it so it's like planes usually mm. at low altitude just dumping liquid out and someone i think he was in the in the uk filmed it and then for a joke was like oh my god chemtrails guys <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> leapt on it it went massively viral as you'd expect and people are like confirmed it's confirmed we've got the video like ah oh, it's really happening and then the he really issued an apology he had to he said like oh sorry i was doing it as a joke and then he got death threats from all the conspiracy ah, guys ah. even doubt chemtrail i mean that's what we've just learned and then the best picture was um like when they're testing planes at first um, it'll be like the picture of the inside of like a just a normal Boeing mm. or Airbus, but like without most of the inside. So it's all like padded walls. It looks very military. And then mm. there's just huge tanks all the way up it, like tanks of water. And apparently they just use it to simulate weight and dist- weight distribution and stuff. But it looks quite insidious at first. Like it's all these like nondescript tanks of liquid being flown in a plane for no real reason. To be fair, you did just use the apparently they use it to test weight and stuff. You just believe that blanketly. You don't know. Yeah, it's true. I did. I don't know anything about planes. Yeah. Could have just been sold on the theory. We might not even fly. The Earth might drop away whenever we get mm, on one. That's but, true. Um, mm. So, Tim Fall Hat Theory. Interesting history behind it. Yep. I'm trying to think when what you would use it that? in sort of idiom. 1920-something. It's quite early. Yeah. Mm. It's a very recent one. When did we start making them out of aluminium? I don't know when we started switching it. Probably when we gained the ability to flatten aluminium enough. Nothing's still labelled as tinfoil, is it? Like you, always, you don't really see it labelled as tinfoil. Baking foil. Yeah, people just know it as tinfoil. Yeah. I assume it's one of the collective memory things. It's like, like no one actually has a Hoover. Terence, remind us what your idiom was. Uh, to get your comeuppance, or he got his comeuppance. Or we're gonna get our comeuppance, guys. A deserved punishment. Or, deserved punishment. Okay. Mm. Or a yeah, you get your comeuppance when you've maybe done something um, bad or perceived to be bad, and the result. Maybe not even the result of that action, but mm. eventually karma catches up with you and you experience a negative of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then they've got their comeuppance. Happens to politicians a lot. You hear about it with politicians a lot. Mm. Sounds like some sort of public flogging, though, doesn't it? 
oh, I hope he gets his comeuppance. Yeah. And you can see the blood in their eyes. Like, yeah, just, usually hoping for something fairly yeah. aggressive. Yeah, he falls, falls off uh, a bridge or something. Never goes, yes, yes, politics. Just what he deserved. Exactly. It's what I was thinking about in my dreams. That's right, though, right? It's like karma catching yeah. up with somebody. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like cool. justice, as it were. Justice. Justice. Mm. You, Sam? I can't really disagree with that. Yeah, pretty much. Can't disagree <laughs> that with that. That is the Justice definition. Said the opposing lawyer. <laughs> no, I guess. I guess he is guilty. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> but so it is. So it's come up as one thing, which is a phrasal verb, an intransitive phrasal verb, in which it means that it doesn't have an object. Uh, and then ants as well, which is. Uh, <laughs> sorry, That's like circumstance. Phrasal. Like it's in a few things, isn't Stance. it? Yeah. 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 Circum, oh yeah, to, to circumcise. Something. It must be yeah. an old sort of root of word for like situation, I'd guess. Happenstance, circumstance. Come yeah, pretty much. So uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a suffix used to form nouns either from adjectives. If you had ant, like a compressant. Servant. Compressant to compress, right? Or, um, or from verbs, in which case you'd have ants. So to come up. Nice. Yeah. Is it? Do you always describe it to people? Like yeah. he got his comeuppance, she got his comeuppance. Yeah, like that. You could say the pandas got their comeuppance when mm. they finally got extinct. Got the pandas. Got that pandas. So it's not just people. Hey, it's not just a black and white situation. Oh. <laughs> but I'm good. Julian uh, bam- didn't. I bamboozled the... you with that. No, he didn't found the WWF for this. Huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our next sponsor was. Sorry, Huxley. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I don't think I'd even use it, to be fair. Hmm. I don't think I'd, yeah. I think I'd use it. Yeah. yeah. I might use it right now. Okay. Go ahead. Come up and... Yeah. So how, how, do you, how do you think they would have originally used it? <laughs> Presumably not in the same way you use it, if you're asking yeah. the question. Um, Bear in mind that it's the, the fact they've added ants at the end of it as a way of making it like a... They got, um, what, they, they got their come up? Yeah, they, they, they came up against something. Oh. Should I just jump to the explanation? Yeah, you, can, you, yeah, you still say you... Uh, I don't know. It's not a positive. Uh, what, what do you think? So like, came up against... Yeah, because you come issue. up against obstacles and you come up mm. against problems. Mm. I don't know if you come up against good things. Or ants. Or ants. Or ants. Mm. <laughs> Was it a positive? Is that what you're hinting at? Is it previously a positive and it's just kind of morphed into no, a negative? No, I'm not hinting at anything. Okay, you have, you could have like the, the upcoming ant comeuppance. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is uh, yeah. good podcast title. Yeah. Thank you. The the comeuppant, as in somebody. But no, this is a a n c e. Right. So, where do you? How old do you think it is to have that comeuppance? Seventeen fifty-six. Yeah. There's a separate one where when people used to get a comeupping. Uh, apparently, recorded to in give Cornish. Give someone a good comeupping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pretty much uh, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> in Cornish dialect in uh, 1880, Cornish. in the sense of a flogging. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, most people think it's it's an entirely separate form, and mostly it seems to have come from the US because it's like an uh, right. Sorry, Sam. But to yeah. come up against a judge, to come up to a judge, it's all about that. It's about justice. It's about like, okay. and he. he there was, um, where was it, in this book, I don't know, it's called A Complete Collection of State Trials and Proceedings Upon Impeachment for High Treason and Other Crimes and Misdemeanors. And that has the line, uh, he came up before the judge in, in that. And that was, uh, yeah. well, the book says, for, it, it's a collection of it, I couldn't get 
I think you found this where you can't actually read that much into yeah, the actual book. But unless you want, unless you literally want to go to a library in the US in the middle of nowhere that has the original version of the book and rent it out, it's very hard to find some of the original. Yeah, passages. exactly. Um, in 1871, there was a whether well, used to spell it without with only one P, so it was comeuppance, and it says, but one day she got her comeuppance. 1871. Uh, well, that's not the earliest. There was one with a hyphen in it, which was from 1792. Okay. But the general... The the, yeah, the, the general one is like, uh, first known use, 1859. Um, and, yeah, so it's the Americans who, who kind of added that. Hyphens added the ants to it. Hyphens are definitely, like, a, a transient linguistical state for words, right? This is what words start out as two separate ones, then they get hyphenated and they get merged into one. Mm. Or apostrophe. Yeah, sometimes with an apostrophe yeah. in it. It's like... Um, um, Orange. Is it want that you can put an apostrophe in, but most people don't or won't? Mm. Won't. I think won't is... I always put an apostrophe in won't. Yeah, but you don't... Linguistically, you don't have to. You can, it's no, perfectly acceptable to not no, have an apostrophe I don't. in yeah. it. I never do. Yeah. That's the one. What? I never put an apostrophe in won't. Yeah, whereas it's in, would in not. Won't. You could do. Would you yeah. Yeah, I thought or I did. Is it just because you forget? No, I thought I did. I thought I would, and then I just was like, and then you no, would not. No, I would not. I <laughs> yeah, won't. But now you won't. Wouldn't is different than won't, though. It's yeah, like it's like um, going but, through the sentence. To go back to some point, it's like uh, tonight. Two nights is two different words, and if you read like Oscar Wilde, it's, it's hyphenated, so it's two night and two mm. day. Um, and then just gradually over time, the hyphen disperses. As we realise this is just an extra character that we don't yeah. need and we don't use it. I mean, this one was for uh, this. There's an excerpt in 1886 by the minute. The Minister's Charge by William Dean Howells says, I was led away and I got my comeuppings or the other fellow's comeuppings for I... Well, see, now this says want. I, want, I wasn't to blame any, but it's it's got like an apostrophe after the W-A and yeah. in between the N and the T, so you can see that. You can't see yeah. that. And it, and it says, and I guess the judge would say so too if I were to do ever do it again. So essentially, it's a phrasal verb change from, from your comeuppings uh, and originally it was from legal proceedings. Yeah, you you would come up against a judge, and... right? Pretty okay. much. Nice. So, so we kind of it's just been genericized. One mm. better word, doesn't it? Genericized. That's just what you call anything the Americans do. <laughs> God. Yeah. My idiom this week is at sixes and sevens. At oh, this won't take sevens. as long. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> no idea what this means. Okay, Terence, do you have any idea what at sixes and sevens mean? Or could you put forward a guess as to what at sixes, at sixes and sevens? Poker You're all related. It's middle of the road. Yeah. Sixes and sevens. Oh, is it? Yeah. Most card it sounds games card, having yeah. a handful of sixes and yeah. sevens. It'd be rubbish. If I told you that at sixes and sevens was used to describe the UK cabinet this last couple of weeks. <sighs> Is it just six of... It's it's like split, like in a board of 13 people. Split, yeah, generally just more split in terms of ideolo- ideology and they're just split because they're just arguing with each other. So, so is there some political know. thing where it's always 13 people fucked in on it? Like no, six on so. one side, seven on another. Is that where you think the, the origin is? If it's political, I reckon there's... It, I reckon there was something that had 13 or 130 people in it. So I've definitely heard this used in politics more often than I've heard it used in anything else. So I'm not surprised by this. But Terence, what do you think? Sixes and sevens. I have no idea. I'm, I'm just going to have to just <laughs> lean towards that. Uh, I've never, I, I'd never use it. Nope. That's the thing. No? Okay. No. And if I ever heard it, as demonstrated earlier, I'd just go, oh, Cockney. Like, mm. I'd just assume it's like sixes and sevens. He died and went to heaven, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not how rhyming slang works. Yeah, like seventh heaven, it could work. Seventh heaven? That's a nightclub. Yeah, but typically in cockney rhyming, typically in cockney rhyming slang, you don't say the slang and then explain the ex- and then explain the slang in the next breath. <laughs> Up the apples and pears. You see, I actually meant the stairs. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to bed.
Good day. <laughs> Where do you think? So you think middle of the deck? You think sixes and sevens come from cards? No, no, I think it's the politics one. You think it's politics? So, so there's a there's a division, and you've got <laughs> the one you told me it was from. No, no, I said it was. No, used. I think it's a vote. So I think it's. What I have I told you? <laughs> some kind of like if maybe a jury used to be thirteen people or something. Like I think it's some kind of like split decision. Oh wait, so, so uh, you will always third, so oh. you will always have a quorum decision mm. if you've got like twelve people. angry men, which is the uh, film. The, the film, yeah. About have you have you seen it? It's black and white. It's um, all set in a, all set in a one of the room. funders. It's one of the funders as the um, what's the one? The guy who, what's the good men? Twelve good men. Twelve good men. Is that another jury based thing? No, so. uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a few good men. A few that's good what it's men. Ah, fair enough. That's very are the twelve good. twelve men. Twelve angry you can't men. Hand over the twelve yeah, angry men one. is what do they call it? A bottle film? Is it when it's when it's set uh, in bot- one? Yeah, bottle, like, bottle episodes. Yeah, bottle episodes. So this one, he, he just goes because it's based on a play, so it's just in the one room, and everyone says for whatever reason, like they want to get out. Or they're they're bigoted or whatever. They just say this man's guilty because he's a black guy who's been um, charged with a crime. Or they basically like all got an excuse and yeah. they all think he's guilty just right off the bat. And, and they just changes their mind all the way through. It's, it's really, one really juror, satisfying. One yes. juror that's got the idea yeah. that he's innocent and explains his reasoning behind. It. It's a good film. It's worth watching. It's kind of dry and badly paced, but it's the same as all films. <sighs> Well, all films. There's no explosions, no. No, pacing. <laughs> and then There's Michael an Bay took over for the last yeah. ten minutes. Pacing is bad in all the films. Blade Runner pacing terrible. Star Wars pacing. Terrible. Pacing was different. Terrible. I mean, now we'd be going back and thinking, whatever we it's think like, is oh, good pacing. Now, just Pacific like, Rim. When's anything going to happen? Well, a lot of that is to do with like digital <laughs> editing, right? So, like, uh, films used to have like far fewer cuts between scenes. Or between scenes because it was it was all manual and now somebody's tallied it up online there's some video where it just said the number has gone up like hundreds more cuts between scenes in films now because it's digital so it takes less time to do it so they, they can be more inventive and more creative with there's some like an Edgar Wright film there's some statistic where there's never more than seven seconds of the same camera shot I know that mm-hmm. much it will always change within seven seconds maybe that's it's now just a different frame shot so yeah, it generally means a state of disarray and confusion. I heard it, as I said, in reference to the UK's cabinet when they were discussing the customs arrangement and they were, trying to, they were arguing with each other about it. Um, but I had heard it before, so I went and looked at it as to what the potential origin could be. So Sam just kind of, think, kind of thinks that it's a it's a quorum thing based yeah. on a, a jury duty or something like that. You After have to hearing have, that explanation, yeah. You have to have a maximum vote thing. Okay, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, do you got any ideas for origins, Terence, other than mm, just... Could be more voting... <laughs> Things it could be that hey, thing I, that Sam said. Yeah, it could be that, but slightly different. <laughs> Is it cards? <laughs> okay, so you're basically both going down the voting lines. Um, I was going to find a few origins for this and sort of go down my usual one, two, three, which one is it? But instead, Aww. I've got that much information about it that I'm just kind of going to go with this. So the probable origin that people have come up with is two trade associations in the city of London, um, livery companies, formerly guilds, is what you generally know them as, still going to this day. The most famous one's probably the Hackney Carriages one, where you need to be a member of the Hackney Carriages to be a black cab driver and all yep. that sort of thing. Well, um, like goat or something. Two of the those, Americans of London. Two of those trade associations, the Merchant Tailors, who were, who were previously actual tailors, and the Skinners, who formerly, funnily enough, worked with skins and furs, yep. um, were founded in the same year, 1327. And the phrase at sixes and sevens is supposed to come from these two companies arguing about their position in the order of precedence of livery companies. So the top 20 or so are the oldest oh. ones and the most well-established. And position six and seven is disputed between these two companies. Huh. And they've been arguing with each other. How did that get so popular? I, 
I don't know. Probably because they're so old. Like that's so niche. thirteen twenty-seven. This is so it's quite old, um, and it's a fairly meaningless list, meaningless list of all the companies within the city of London. And in fourteen eighty-four, after a lot of arguing, Sir Robert Billisden or Billsden, then Lord Mayor of London, decided decided at a feast of Corpus Christi that the companies could would swap places and feast in each other's halls. So every year since then, and it's still going on this year, <laughs> they swap position in the order of precedence between position six and position seven. And one feeds the other one. Um, I don't think the feast still goes on, unfortunately. No, I don't understand yeah. why, there's, why none of them have gone up the rankings. I forgot what if it's a it ranking oldest. or not. Yeah, most, oh, oldest. Most right, right, right. That makes more sense. Who's the best girl? Then the new old one. Most, it's, it's a bit confusing, though. Most of them are the oldest, but in some circumstances, it's just whoever had the most money at the time. Were the first five decided in sort of like gangs of New York style? <laughs> the butcher. <laughs> Um, it was an actual budget because of this. <laughs> well, so because of this dispute and the fact that only the year is known of their founding, the two companies swap places at Easter, more prominently this now. I didn't think it used to be as Easter, Jesus but died for. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of history behind livery companies for you. Uh huh. Found it kind of interesting that it was two of the just oldest ones that were bickering with each other generally. Um, do you know how many livery companies there are in the city of London? Do you know what a livery company is. It's Yodel. a guild. You, 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 oh, it's guild, you right. know it better as a guild. It's, okay. They are the medieval guilds that evolved into livery companies. They get an uh, order, like a charter from the royal, and that makes it into a livery what, company. What do they... A livery country? Not a livery. livery. No, no, it, delivery. It comes one, from right. livery yeah, as in what they wear. So. Oh, yeah, that, like, that's where the... I was wondering why well, like, livery was involved. Tailors? Yeah, I, I found that quite What would you mean? I don't understand what... By livery what is mean. an item of clothing. But right. it was because they wore it in their halls and they usually had grand halls that they would feast in. Oh, right. Like so, merchant so, guilds and stuff like right. that. Right. Oh, right. But what did they do? Or is it literally, they are a thing and then you apply it's like, uh, you can bodies, be right? for... Yeah, they, they are professional bodies. They're artisans of the craft. There's a livery company for most things. Right. Uh, like literally most things, really niche and obscure things. And we'll get to that as well. But merchants tailors the oldest ones mm. are just the ones that have been around for ages and there was some suspicion that they kind of controlled things from behind the scenes because yeah. the city of london is one of the oldest parts of the united kingdom yeah, yeah. predates the united kingdom and the city of london itself has got all sorts of weird exclusions yeah. in the law because it just existed as a body prior to basically our country as we know it now but there's 110 livery companies at the moment and they, they keep being made they're very very consistent um and the top 12 can you give me like two of the top twelve that isn't the Skinners and the um, Tailors? The Seamstresses Guild. Seamstresses is not in it. Nope, unfortunately. The Assassins Guild. Jewelers, Goldmakers. He's going to list every guild from <laughs> Terry Pratchett now. Gold, yeah. gold, goldsmiths. Goldsmiths gold is there. Worship. Silversmiths. They're all um, no silversmiths. The metal workers. Aluminium Stone foil masons. wearers. Well, it's kind of varied in that regard because you got ironmongers. You okay. get goldsmiths, but you also get the worshipful company of oh coopers. Mongers. You do get coopers, yeah. Coopers are not in the top ten, but they are um, one of the more popular ones. Um, the farriers, farriers was not on that list. Mm. No. Um, so it's mercers, grocers, drapers, fishmongers, which was number four. It's all names, isn't it? Old draper, not draper. fishmonger. John Gold, fishmonger here. <laughs> goldsmiths, skinners, tailors. A different series of madmen. Haberdashers. Yeah. Haberdashers is quite high on the list. Yeah. I like the idea of haberdashery because it, in my head it's just like somebody going into a room full of fabric and going Salters Salters Oh yeah Salt was big business The so. assaulters Until different. the fridges they took over Ironmongers uh, Ices What about the ice The fridges No sadly there's no fridges A lot of ice back then Vinters As in wine Yep And Vinters. cloth workers 
Clothworkers Cloth and haberdashery is slightly different because one so, of them was a controller of the material, the other one was a utiliser of the material. Right. So how do you get to be one of these companies? Because surely in like a capitalist society, people are going to be like, wait, no, no, we're the masters now. What's stopping people? To I think it's just it? like, and, they, you apply. And these people are going to get the, some sort of discount or some sort of like branding, but the, but nobody else can get in on that, right? Not really. It's kind of like you're just artisans of your craft. And if a bunch of you get together and say, we want to form a livery yeah. company, as long as you you don't even need a building yeah. these days, you just say, we want to be a livery company. Yeah. We will apply to, I think you actually go through government channels these days, but it used to be you apply to the crown and the crown would grant you a royal yeah. charter to be a livery company. What if you're better ironmonger than the ironmonger livery company? You would probably be invited to join. A lot, oh, of, the, a lot of these companies like... are, you are invited to join. It's the great. There's just one. It's the great and the good argument. Like, um, I'll get to it in a minute, but you'll recognise some of the names within a couple of these. Uh, but some of my favourites were the Hackney Carriage Drivers. Right. Hackney Carriage Drivers is just... Boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Hackney Twice. Nice. Um, scientific Instrument Makers. Yeah. Carmen, which was just drivers. It was just a really old n- name for drivers. Carmen. Car um, they live in the car. Makers of Playing Cards. Horners. Gilders. Yeah. Tax Advisors. There was a Guild of Guilds. There's a, there's a guild. We make the guilds. Girdlers. We are a guild. Girdlers. As in girds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a worshipful, worshipful company of tax advisors, which I thought was quite a good one. <laughs> Putting worshipful in front of it. They added that, like, Most nobody's going to let us in. What if we had the word worshipful in front of it? Is appropriate of worship? Like, people should worship you, or you're a company of tax advisors that do worship because you're good I think tax it's advisors. people should worship you. Worshipful company. They're not all of them are, but good, good like, 100 out of 110 are worshipful That's company. That's pretty of. good, though. Can you still make these? Yeah, yeah, you absolutely can. Uh, so I was going to get onto this. So the Worshipful Company of Information Technologists was formed in 1992. Nice. Um, its order of precedence is 100, and its motto is CITO, which means swiftly, swiftly in Latin. Um, and I asked for information on membership and got a response back from the clerk. I said, who are you? Get out. <laughs> no, no. They, uh, You're not supposed to know about us. So the, the a way, secret guild. No, it's not a secret guild. The way that you've all secrets for many years. You generally. <laughs> oh yes, that takes me back. They're quite rare because they actually have a guild hall. But you basically just have to be. Guild hall. Yeah, they've got a guild hall. You can go and visit it and see. After the techno masons been invented, because we could invent those. Just the techno, techno masons. We could we could apply for the techno masons. Yeah, but um. Mad Max, Mad Max esque armor. But you don't have to be, they say the great, I say the great and the good, jokingly, you can join as a regular punter, but you kind of have to apply and get sponsorship by members. It's very stone cutters, you have to. And you've got to be good at whatever it is that you're doing, you've got to just Yeah, you have to have a verifiable record. So members of the, members of the Worshipful Company of Information Technology, so Tim Berners-Lee is a member, Bill Gates is a member. Um, various other high-profile IT names are just in it, and it doesn't seem like you have to be British, obviously, Bill Gates. But, um, yeah, it's very, very popular. And it seems to be that you just get quirks for being in, uh, sort of... Perks? Perks. You get perks for being a member, in and that you could just kind of go, I want to write a letter to Bill Gates, and maybe if yeah. I stamp it with Worship, maybe. we can put it at the top, he'd acknowledge maybe. it Maybe, yeah. You'd be like, I have Bill, Bill, we're all in the same guild. <laughs> Like, I need help. I'm on the run from the police. You're my only help. Quick, yeah, he's got like a... He's like, wait, no, you want John McAfee. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah. There is that, to be fair. Like, you do get to say, I'm in a guild. That's pretty good. Can, yeah, you, can you still if make I heard, Right, if I heard that we now... Could, we could definitely look into making I'm a gonna guild. I'm going to make one. Make a guild. The great, the most worshipful guild of podcasters. If I hear and guild... Think of all the people we can invite, and then podcast about oh, it, and then yeah. suddenly we don't need a good podcast, because we've got all these other people in it. 
<laughs> we we have that dedicated like a, a dedicated fan base. Yeah, they have to listen to it. Podcasters all appear to be ego driven, which is why Adam started one. Yep. So like people won't turn down the chance to be in the worshipful guild of podcasters. Worshipful company of podcasters. Got enough. Perfect. You were like WCP. See, I, if I hear the word guild, Work up. All, all I hear is like online gaming. That's yeah, all I guild hear. wars. Yeah, I, I don't even play that game, so I must. I that mean, was how the, do I get that, that was the basis. I jumped to World of Warcraft, but yeah, no, I understand the clans. Clans. Yeah, it's guilds in WoW. It's guilds. It's guilds in WoW. Clans was like CSS and, mm. and Quake and things back in the day. Oh, I was in a CSS clan. It was terrible, boring. CSS clan. <clears throat> yeah. What? Oh, like Counter Strike Source. Oh, right, not just like... Not a clan. We make a clan over our shared love of CSS <laughs> formatting. Yeah, not quite. You can absolutely apply to... We could all, potentially, well, two out of three of us could apply to join the Worshipful Company of Information Technologists, which I thought was quite an interesting Why couldn't Terence apply to join? Who said I was talking about Terence? Why couldn't you apply? <laughs> I love it. Um, it's been used in politics quite a lot, um sixes and sevens it gets it gets brought out quite a lot in politics i'd imagine because it's close to the city of london close to westminster and it might have some sort of connotation there if you went um, into politics would you start reintroducing it i would say so many things just to get them registered on hansard right because it, it is all registered everything you say in the house of commons is registered i would just say some absolute drivel just to make sure that it had to be written down and recorded somewhere yep. for posterity would you not it's just a great how idea. does it how do they write down like Phonetic things. Knowing... Knowing... <laughs> what do they write down? <laughs> Incomprehensible. <laughs> Christ, he's standing up again, <laughs> quick. <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> they do use the phonetic Yeah, the fountain pen. <laughs> like dots on the page. <laughs> Flicking it at the page. Yeah. It's my finest. <laughs> I think they do write it, though. I don't think there's any, like, typed. I think it's still written. <laughs> he did that thing again. <laughs> Square bracket. Murr, 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 murr. Uncontrolled flatulence. I don't know. <laughs> I might have to look at that. Like, there's, there's murmuring and mum- muttering in the chamber and things like that. Of course there is. Half of it is just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, Speaker, speak order. <laughs> um, I did have a look on the engram. It was particularly spiky around 1931. So I would you? imagine, I would imagine that it's foreign policy related. <laughs> Thank you, Terence. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to leave a review in iTunes or star us on the Overcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFOR Podcast. Feel free to email us. <laughs> Just watching Terrence try to hold back. Feel <laughs> Go on. We're on it. Did you make... Did, oh, you've done it again. What's he doing? He's turning you all the way down. Feel... <laughs> Feel free to email us on cast at zy.io. Relevant show links from this episode are in the show notes and our individual social media accounts are available at the bottom. Thanks for listening to Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms and apparently etymology as well. What's a cummerbund? I've asked this before. Cummerbund. It's very different. It's like the... It's the sash. Yeah, it's like a sash around your belly. Oh, okay. Like the military thing. Yeah. Yeah, usually just like weddings now. Rather than Cumberbund. Good to know. Mm. Yep. You <laughs> ever think of enlisting? Uh, I tried. I was not allowed. Did you? Yeah. Uh, what was the reason? Too small.
Asthma and bad hips. Asthma and bad hips. <laughs> Too furious. It's like a Wolverine. We I, can't contain asthma this. Asthma and bad hips. Yeah, asthma and bad hips. Even if you go into oh. even if you go into like IT within the military, you still have to pass basic fitness. Uh, I probably could. Uh, well, now I you could. I know, well, no, I know I could have done then, but it's just a case of you could be a um, a liability if you're called into service. Mm. You could be a liability for a squad, and that makes you other hip. people dependent on you, and that's just not a good state to be in. So you just can't join. Okay. If what in, what is the lowest, like the the smallest you can be? There's definitely a lower height limit that's not, no, just not dwarfism. No, I'm sure there's not anymore. Definitely will be. That's like the police, they scrapped it. Really? Yeah. There used to be a height limit in the police and that was scrapped ages ago. I a really short height limit. There we go. Also, I'm also shorter than the average, this is true. <laughs> but Shorter short. than the average, man. <laughs> Sorry, not sure. compared to Ben's six foot Chinese man. Yeah. But Ben's a six foot Chinese man. You know this, right? You, oh, you're, yeah. You're well, I have eyes. <laughs> Adam, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have the power of sight. I was about to say, it's impressive if it was lost on you for all this time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go no, on you're not that small. It's too beautiful, so I have to turn away. It usually gets a shorter than the average. Oh. Go on, what was the... Um... Shorter right, than the so... average mayor. You have to become the mayor, just so you can say... <laughs> <laughs> well... Come on, <laughs> do it. Do, do it. Do, do shorter than pump. the average mayor. Yeah. Oh, that's do golden. It. Put Burnham out. Join Labour and try to unseat Andy Burnham just so I can use that one joke yeah. and boom and walk off stage. You don't even have to. No, you you, you can stand. And there's lots of standing jokes as well, but you can stand on that platform. <laughs> Shorter than the average man. Enough people hmm. would vote in a mayoral election just for a solid pun-based tagline. Yeah. No one votes in mayoral <laughs> elections. There's not enough puns in our politics. Go on, not in the UK. We, we, I'd like to think we, we're above taglines. If you had an awesome cringe. advert as well. Yeah, it would, it would come out and everyone would just go... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, I see what you did there. Oh, God. What's his policy on it? migration? <laughs> like it's a mayor, Not that as a mayor you would have any. Nobody's ever going to ask that. It's like UKIP's policy on the NHS. Nobody ever asks UKIP's policy on the NHS. They have one, but I bet nobody knows it. Sam's running as a Labour parliamentary candidate. Do you know that? Oh, you know? I think I did read that once. I'm not going to read that. I read that on the web. It must be true. So hot. Oh, there you go. Have you stopped it recording? <laughs>